0: Hi, Dan. Hello, Bill. How are you?
1: I am good. I'm a little sniffy today, so fair warning, fair listeners. Um, I will do my best to control my sniffing, um, but there will be sniffs.
0: I told you to lay off that Coke. Oh, man. I just love Coke.
1: (laughs) It is so bubbly and delicious. (laughs) Um...
0: (laughs) So so I have a thought for today. Uh, okay. What's that? Uh, the thought is that in a couple days, it'll be five years since my father died. Mm-hmm. And it made me start thinking about, you know, time passing and getting things done and, you know, the things that we choose to do with our lives and whatnot. My sister... Uh, I was talking to her today, and my mother's planning on selling her house. She has her house on the market, my childhood home. Mm. And uh, my sister's quite upset about it. Mm. And uh, she was talking to somebody about it, and they said, you know what? Yeah, it's bad. But what happens is is that uh, you know, eventually she'll sell the house, and then you will drive by it the first couple times, and it'll look the same, and you'll be sad because it won't be your house. And then the next time you drive by it, you'll notice that the new owners have painted the front door a different color or whatever it is. Sure. And then pretty soon it's not your house anymore. You know what I mean? Like even from a visual point of view, like it doesn't feel like somebody else living in your house. It feels like a different house. Sure. You know, and I, for one, have never had this experience because my mother's always lived in this house since I was two, you know? Right. Uh, you, You grew up in a different house than your parents live in now, correct? Yeah, yeah, because um, your parents are in town now, right? And you grew up in New Jersey.
1: It's true. Yeah, my mine my, my, my was really simple. Um, it's funny. My, my folks actually moved. I was conceived in New York, and then my folks moved to New Jersey like a month before I was born. And then because okay. they hadn't found, uh, you know, a doctor yet, I was actually born in New York as well. Okay. Um, so my, my, my dad actually drove my mom into Manhattan, you know, to Lenox Hill Hospital. Where I was born. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we lived in a small house in, uh, a town called West Caldwell, New Jersey from ages zero to four ish. And then we settled in, uh, a, a, another suburb of New Jersey called Wyckoff where I was, uh, where we lived for the rest of my, you know, high school life, basically K through 12.
0: Now, how, how do you, how do you, do you ever go buy your old house or anything when you're out there?
1: I used to. Um, it's kind of weird for me, um, or maybe that's not that weird. Um, but so just, just to sort of finish drawing the picture, um, I have a younger sister. Is your sister younger too? She is older, older. How far apart are you guys? Three years. No, that's what we are too. Except it's the other way around. I'm the older one. So naturally, being the older one, I when I graduated high school, yeah, I went off to college in Chicago. And my sister was, still had three years of high school to go to. So she did that. And, you know, my my folks naturally just stayed in New Jersey. Uh, and then she went off to college in Boston. And I am i don't have the details right off the top of my head. But I think what happened within two to three years of her going to school and me, you know, having been basically done with school and seeming to have settled in Chicago like uh, cuz you know I, I didn't I guess I didn't have the drive to come back. Um they decided that they didn't need this giant house in the suburb anymore. Um so they basically sold the house and then bought a place on the upper west side uh, of New York, which is where they've lived um for a good 10, 12 years or so more. Yeah, I know about 12 years I think. That that's that's about safe. So um so yeah, that's that's been in my experience, and that was weird, man. It was weird because, um, you know, you,
0: you come home from Chicago and you're home, quote unquote, right? No but I'm not home
1: there. exactly. I, like, my
0: mom took was a it bunch of our having, stuff. Was it weird having you know Christmas or you know holidays or whatever like at your the new house, the new um, apartment? I guess it would be
1: not really because what my mom did was she basically took all of the stuff that was in our house and set it up in the apartment. This kind of in the same way, you know. She okay. kind of just basically did a did a did a transformation, you know. And we we got rid of we. Man, my mom was crazy with the garage sale. Man, she put price tags on everything, and actually made a pretty good bunch of money. But uh, yeah, she, we sold and gave away a ton of stuff before we moved, and um, and you know, there's still some stuff from like my childhood. Very little now. I think now that I, you know, once I re- returned to New York, I basically re- went and reclaimed all the the crap that I'd left behind. Sure, um, in Chicago. But um but uh yeah to 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 yeah, to sort of to speak to what you just mentioned earlier, the other weird thing that that I had going on, um especially having moved to New York, was this weird sensation of like coming home in quotes to a place that really wasn't home because yeah. i don't you know I'd always grown up with New York in the backyard, knowing you know i I, I really got the New York vibe easily sure. Um, but I, and I knew where thir- certain things were, you know, I'd got in when I was in high school, I'd, I'd actually gotten summer jobs working in New York City and I would commute with my dad and I knew the route from Port Authority to Midtown to wherever buildings. And then, you know, I knew where the museums were and I knew how to go to certain stores like a rec- there's a record store down on Bleecker Street that I used to go to and other random shit like that. But I didn't know anything about New York. I didn't know where, well, you know, how to get around. Sure. And then And then I went and lived in Chicago for a, a ton of time and I really got to know how that city worked. And so now here I am, you know, four years into living in New York, and I'm only just now starting to feel like I know where anything is.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but for
1: that whole 10 years, 10, 12 years, when I would come home for the holidays or for whatever, I would crash at my mom's place and not really, not really know it. You know, so it's just like weird being from New York and not knowing anything about it.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's it, it, going like one level deeper. It's funny. It's you start to think everything's going to end, you know. My, my sister, my sister, well, I, I mean, I know that's an obvious thing and this is philosophy 101 kind of stuff, but sure. I've been thinking about it a lot lately, you know, just the, my sister lived in New York. She got married and, and was pregnant and her and her husband moved to Texas. Right. And now, you know, they came back for a week for my opening last week. Right. Um, which thank you very much for coming to. Well, sure.
1: I think it was a uh, smashing success.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of people there. Um, and, you know, and, and now she's down in Texas. And it's funny because, you know, I don't think she's going to be in Texas forever. Let's say they're in Texas for, I don't know, two years, right? Just uh-huh. throw out a number. There will be a time probably when I talk to my sister where I will say, remember when you lived in Texas? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, I was I don't born know, is Texas? that Texas. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it, it, I know that sounds obvious, but like, but at the same time, then it gets you to think, oh, well, before she moved to Texas, it was like this new exciting thing, or, you know, she's going to take this new thing and whatever. That's fine. I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, you can easily get to the point where you wonder why you bother starting anything knowing that everything's always going to end.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely something, um, some folks have to think about, I mean, hell, that's one of the reasons I believe that, uh, religion was developed. (laughs) You know, the whole, where do we go when we die? What's the point? You know, answer. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I, I don't, I guess, I guess it's just that, you know, there's all these experiences in life and you have relationships and you have family members and you have all this stuff. And I don't know. I, 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 my best friend came down on Sunday from Boston, actually mm-hmm. lives in Concord, Mass, you know, hmm. Lenox and Concord, where they had the battles.
1: I know what Concord grape juice.
0: Yeah. Uh, Concord I like, grapes.
1: Yeah. I like, I just had a glass of Concord grape juice and it was delicious.
0: Well, I'll keep that in mind. I'll let him mm. know. Mm. Um, and he, you know, he lives in this nice house and he's got a wife and he's got a kid, and he owns a company, advertising company, that does a lot of sort of... Um, they do a lot of flash work for other advertising companies, sort of like a subcontractor. Hmm. And they're very cool. good, and he's excellent. You know, they they built all kinds of stuff. And they're being very successful, and they've he's hired two more people, and all the rest of it. And it's just funny because I was doing a lot of that kind of stuff back in the day. Before... As I mentioned earlier, my father died five years ago, and then I changed and I started doing photography. And mm. here I am five years later, and I have a show at a gallery and the whole thing. And I guess I'm happier, you know, because I have a little bit more control and I'm doing something that I think when I'm on my deathbed, I'll look back and say, wow, uh, I accomplished something and not just that I made a lot of money, but that I really, I made something that's lasting possibly, mm. you know? Yeah, sure. Or I, I did work that affected other people. Okay, you know, and that that means something to me sure um but but it's it's you know you get it gets back to that whole thing where it's like, okay, well, you know you only have x amount of years to live on this earth, what are you going to do with them sure, you know yeah and and it's it's I don't know, it's heavy stuff, and it's i just I've been thinking about it a lot because of the anniversary coming up and everything, but yeah i I think that I made the right changes four, five years ago. Sounds but like with it. The, yeah. But with the economy being what it is, and the photography world changing as it is, and all the rest of it, you know, yeah, was it a smart move? I don't know. Well,
1: <clears throat> it's hard to. <clears throat> you can't. I guess that's a that's a tricky question. Was it a smart move? You know, it's like a lot of a lot of things go into what makes a thing the right move. Um, True. Regardless of how smart it might be, you know. I mean, sometimes there's the whole. Lesser of two evils conundrum, um, and then sometimes there's the, you know, I guess whatever you want to call it, the the mind versus the heart, or you know, or the uh, the mind versus the penis in some cases. Um, yes, you know, so, sometimes, or, or the biological clock in some cases. It, yeah, exactly. So there's there's all kind, of, you know, there's different motivators. There's different things that um, that that factor in to why people decide to do things. And when they decide them, yes. And um, for me, I don't know wh- how this happened to me. But at some point, I guess I just I figured out that it doesn't really matter to me.
0: What doesn't matter?
1: Um, I I don't, I don't seem to get that hung up with the with the timing of that kind of stuff anymore. Um, I guess if if I were pressed, if I had to start spending time thinking about it. I could, I, could, I could get there. But by default, my my general position is, is more of a just sort of take it as it comes kind of thing. I think right. I inherited that from my dad, who had this... Okay. Uh, uh, I, let me just finish this thing real quick. Okay, sure. My dad has this weird, annoying thing that he does, um, which I think I really appreciate now in retrospect. But when I was younger, um, I would get really worried and worked up about stuff. I would, like, you know, I would... Um, you know, I would work out all of these potential scenarios and what ifs, and and what if this, and what if that, and what's going to happen? What about uh, all this other stuff? And then my dad, and then I'd say, "So, so dad, if you were in this position, what would you do?" And he basically says, "You know what? I would pretty much just wait and wait until the thing came, and then I'd, I'd weigh whatever options were right there in front of me right now, and then
0: I'd make my decision." Um, like that, it's not worth playing the game theory out, is what your father's saying. Yes or, no. or that or that that's a big it's a it's a big waste it's not waste of time but like it's a big time suck not not even that um, I mean that's that's the negative
1: way of looking at it the way I like to look at it is the have faith in your own instincts trust trust your feelings Luke yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. use the force that kind of thing more more just like uh you know you're not dumb um and and every situation has a potential you know has this huge potential. Just string of you know uh consequences you know you really don't know you even if you make the right the quote-unquote right decision that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's going to come out the way you thought it would and along the same lines that you're saying why why spend all this energy and time mapping out all these these things when in reality you really you don't know for sure you know sure Any, anything can happen true so i've sort of taken that made a version of that for myself which has worked out pretty well. That now that said, I've also I'm also notori- notoriously known as a as a an intense planner of things, and I have put a ton of pre thought into all sorts of things. But I look at that as like as a coincidence, if if you know what I mean. It's like I I, I kind of I, I do that when it's asked of me, not not of my own, not just sort of subconsciously. Like when someone says, "Hey, we've got to do this," it's like, "Okay, well, let's sit down and plan it." And the next thing you know, I've done it a bunch of times, and it's like, "Okay." Well, now that I know how that thing works, I don't need to pre-plan it every time I do it. I just kind of remember how it works, and and when I have to do it, I, I just sort of do it.
0: Do you do you think that your outlook would change if you had a time limit?
1: Had a time limit?
0: Yeah, like if you, you know, not getting back to our episode a few weeks ago, but like if you knew you were sick and you knew you had five years left, or you know what I mean? Like, would that change the way you looked at things? Um...
1: I think so. I'm, I'm still not sure I fully get what you're saying.
0: I'm saying if you knew you only had four years to live, would you do things... like? Because right now you have a very um, zen way of looking at things. Yeah. And letting, letting things unfold by their own accord. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing. But, but uh, again... If you, just, could, if you didn't have time, if you didn't have the luxury to wait for something... Right. Would you figure out what you wanted and jump into it. You know what I'm saying?
1: I do know what you're saying, but just to sort of speak to what you said before, while I do have a let's see what happens um general, bigger, you know, global um position, my local position, my my more immediate position is I, I do have a plan. I mean we've talked about it a lot of times. I mean I, I yeah, like to keep sure. you know I, I mean I have a crazy schedule. You know, I like I like keeping busy. You know? So I yeah. I, I I just I think I limit myself to. Let's see. I, I never really thought about this. I, I guess if I had to put it into words, uh, and explain it to someone, I would say like, uh, the the stuff at the top of my brain is the next four to six weeks. You know, okay. like that's the stuff I'm 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 fairly certain that's going to happen, and I'm going to put a, a pretty decent amount of energy and and in, you know, interest into into that. And then the next three to six months after that. Yeah. I have a rough idea, based on what's happening now. Um, but after that, after like like nine months down the road, dude, I really I don't know, man. I mean, I, I can make guesses, but it's too it, that's that's too much of a of a stretch for me to really really count on. I yeah. think I think nine months is my uh, is my limit. Maybe a year. Let's round up and say a year.
0: Yeah, it's does that uh, make sense. Just, yeah, it does, and and I agree. I just like to put a little aside here and say that my friend, that we were talking about a few weeks ago with cancer, um, Mm. had her surgery. Oh yeah, to remove the melanoma. And and uh, and they removed it. They think it's good. They think they got it, and that her lymph nodes are clear. That's great. Congrats. Good 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 news so far. Just a little aside for anybody who was concerned. Fuck you, cancer. Yeah, that's pretty much what she says every time. She actually yeah. has a number of t-shirts to that effect. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Now no, no, all she needs is a tattoo. Yeah, it, it could be. She actually already has tattoos, I think. Oh, sweet. I
1: know, people, you know, it's actually not uncommon for people to get tattoos to cover up uh, nasty surgery scars and stuff.
0: The problem is that her surgery scars on her head.
1: Even better, dude. That's like the most extreme place right to It's right here.
0: Get it. Oh, really? And they replaced it with skin from her inner thigh sexy which means that it will never grow any hair
1: but she might get stimulated easily on her head but yes <laughs> exactly not really <laughs> i'm only kidding but that was funny uh,
0: no that's true that's yeah. pretty funny um, the um I, yeah I, you're you're not incorrect and you know it's it's funny at a certain point you just got to jump in and do it right yeah i, I mean
1: and i don't think you should look at this as a correct versus incorrect thing i mean this is that's just how i decide to roll i mean that that's what works for me um I don't think it's a question of, you know, <laughs> you're you're not living your life right, buddy. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um uh the other thing I had in mind when you first brought up this potential topic was was an again to sort of um r- circle back around uh a theme that I've brought up at, at least once, if not two times in this podcast is um is is the process is 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 the love of the process. Um yes. and I think that's, that's a, that's a really, um, well-established, is tenet the right word? I don't know. Like, it's, it's a routine of mine. It's a really, it's like, like a, a plank or a, you know, a founding, uh, column or whatever you want to pillar? Yeah. Pillar? Yeah. I don't know. Choose your favorite word. It's something I do a lot. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a generally, it's a, it's a big part of how I work. And I, I don't know if that, how that relates to,
0: Exactly, but but the, I'm I mean I guess th- that's well. It is. It's funny you should mention that because my friend who was down from Boston yeah. and I were talking and we decided we kind of figured out after all these years how he and I are different. Okay, how long have you guys and, known each other? Since we were 15, so 20 years. Wow. Okay. Um, and and basically what we came up with is this that. Andy, uh, we were talking about projects, right? That we he came down and we went to the gallery and we looked at the prints and whatnot. And I was saying how I really get off on the idea that I came up with the idea. I took the picture. I edited it and had it printed and it's up on that wall. Okay. Uh, in between the idea in my head and you looking at it on that wall. Yeah. I was the thing that made that happen. Okay. I'm the engine. You know what I mean? Right. I'm the mover, you know. Sure, sure, sure. And I get a certain amount of satisfaction out of knowing that if somebody looks at that and they go, "Oh, you do your own post." And I said, "Yes." That 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 like that doing every step of that process for me is right. satis- is more satisfying than had I done a little chunk of the process on work that was even better. Does that make right. sense?
1: No, it makes total. Sense. I mean, the first thing that's coming to mind is uh, using the whole buffalo analogies.
0: The buffalo analogies.
1: It. You know how like the the Native Americans were like we use the oh, whole we use buffalo. the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right. And 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 for but for him, he'd rather work on a project that was bigger than him, even if only he did a little part.
1: Right, and you know, I guess you can say it's the specialist versus generalist, generalist uh, conundrum, or.
0: Yeah. Concept. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean. Well. Yeah. It's related. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just funny that like he finds satisfaction in working on something better than he could do alone, where I find satisfaction on doing it yourself. Pe- people being impressed that I did everything. You know what I mean? I totally that, that, know what you mean. That power I have over the whole process is more satisfying to me than having a better final product.
1: Totally get it. I. I mean. I think if we're putting ourselves into those categories. I would probably align myself closer to uh your friend yeah than uh than you I'm it's just just, it just f- it
0: was interesting after years we kind of came down to that, and it's i, I yeah. we're still trying to figure out exactly how to word it right but yeah
1: i'm 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 just trying to think now um if there are any circumstances or situations where I do feel like. You know that I do. I I use well, Okay, your well, here, let's
0: let's take an example. The yeah. the pictures you're doing for your band.
1: Which band? The oh, the ones we d- took the, from the committee. Right, right, right.
0: Okay. Now let's say that I did the post processing and printed out the images for you, and then you did the last step of shooting the prints, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Would you feel? Would it feel to you that it was less yours?
1: No, not you wouldn't. Not in the least. Okay, see, I would.
0: Okay. See, I would feel like if I was in your position, like if I had taken all that and you yeah. did a, the middle chunk or whatever it is, I yeah. would feel somehow that I, 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 it's, it's almost just like I couldn't claim credit for it.
1: I can, Does that makes sense. It makes total sense. I totally get it. And It's funny how you're sitting here talking to me and and how did we meet? I proposed being an assistant to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I guess you're and,
1: right. And then you're basically like you're, you know, laying it out that you're like. The kind of guy that doesn't like assistants.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, it, well, I mean, look, the the the, the I, I like having you around for shoots because I can do things that I can't do alone or I can do things faster than I can do them alone. Sure. You know, but at the same time, I don't like having an assistant set up my lights for themselves. You know what I mean? Like, no, th- totally. I, yeah. You, you like having the final say. It's like, I know I, I completely and totally get that and and it's it's just it's just a very different some people are just don't care about that and they don't mind being and this is not a I'm not saying this is a deprecating thing but like they don't mean mind being a cog in the machine you know what i mean
1: no, well here's here's another way of saying that that i think make, might make a little bit more sense some people know their limits Maybe. and they're like here's here's the thing dude i know what i want this thing to look like when it's done i also know that i can't weld or i am awful at you know, stapling or what? what you know, or sure. you know whatever your your project might be. But I do know some people who are good at this stuff, or I know sure. someone who knows someone, and right. so that person makes well, it happen. I, and then, and sure. as long as they own the final, they own the original vision, and they have the final cut, you know, approval. It you know that's what counts to them. And I think I, that's that's where I fall.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because th- that that is true, and and it comes down to trust, right? You know, do you trust? In in my example, do you you know if you trust me enough that I'm going to do a good job, doing the processing and retouching and printing of your pictures? Uh-huh. You know, I generally don't have that much trust in most of the people, and it's not it's, I shouldn't say most of the people I know. I don't have that trust. Period. In in I have that trust in very few people. I you know? no, I, I totally get it. <laughs> it's I, like I you, have... almost, you, you need people who are playing at your same level and. I like I I feel like most of the people around me don't think about things on the same level as I do, and not like on a like intellectual thing. No, they just dude, don't care as much as I do. I'm you the, know?
1: dude. I'm the exact same way. I have that same unfortunate gene. Uh, <laughs> where where, where the, the the thing that happens to me, um, that happens to me with 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 friendships and relationships, where yeah. um, I'm really picky about people. I, I and I, I I I've said this before, but it just it makes the most sense. I'm picky about the people I choose to make an investment in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, And I sometimes it takes me a while. Sometimes I can tell in 35 seconds. Um, But you know, I think because I've been doing it this way for so long, and because I'm fortunate enough to have good instincts, I've been pretty lucky.
0: Yeah. It's 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 it. I don't know. It's just very interesting, you know. And I guess Mm -hmm. the answer to somebody like me, if I was because it's smart, your Worldview is probably smarter.
1: <laughs> okay, again with the value, man. Why do you have to keep putting value on
0: shit? Um, I just mean that I think it's it's probably the better way to go as far as accomplishing things in this world and getting a, getting you know being more materially successful or any of that kind of stuff. You know, Um I, I- I guess I I mean I guess I, the the trick is to I guess the trick is to find people that you trust enough to give up control.
1: Yeah. And that's hard. It is hard. It's so funny. We're not going to get into this now, but you just reminded me of an earlier conversation we just had.
0: <laughs> an earlier conversation you and I had
1: just before we started rolling. Oh, I see. Um
0: Oh, yes. Yes. Uh <laughs> No, and it's true, right? No, I mean, there's a certain true. amount of trust.
1: Absolutely, there's a definite trust factor there. Is, um, is,
0: I mean, you know, and there's 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 letting your walls down enough that somebody else can see in far enough. You know,
1: absolutely. Um, and that's um, that's not something. It's it's so funny how how like you how people develop over time based on where they're from and what happened to them. You know, like yeah. if you if you're unfortunate enough to have had a rough childhood where that just that's the shit that freaks me out about having kids again you know it's like can you imagine like being like a little kid and having it like what you know what what is now commonly referred to as a deadbeat dad or whatever you know who like makes you this promise and you're like this little fucking three or four year old kid so all you know is to trust your parents right you you Mm -hmm. have nothing but unconditional trusting love for these these people who are in charge of you who take care of you and they're not doing it right. They're being like you know, they're lying to you or not not you know, not fulfilling their promises and and that, that, that kind of those little things have like this insanely tremendous impact on someone and the way they uh the way they develop. Very
0: much. It's scary. Yeah, man. It's uh it's it's I don't know, it's tough stuff.
1: Yeah. How do we man,
0: this is a heavy one.
1: <laughs> we got all <laughs> philosophical on this one.
0: Uh, Sorry, sometimes- listeners. Yeah, no, no talk about Nikon versus Canon today. No,
1: didn't Nikon just release something new? I saw something on the rumors site.
0: Oh, uh, they all well, they're all releasing something new. That's Photokina this week, isn't it? Is it this week? Um, oh, yeah, it, next week. September. Speaking of which, uh, I have a quick Nikon question for you while we're on the subject. Sure, what's up? You have the fifty-one-four or the fifty-one-eight?
1: Mm. Something. Why?
0: I'm just wondering if you needed the extra, if you didn't care about the extra stop, uh-huh, or half stop in that case. Yeah, uh, is it worth the two hundred bucks? Yeah, or should you just go for the one eight? Is the one eight built nice enough that it's worth just going for that one?
1: Uh, the reason I stopped using the one was because it has this nasty flare in the center of it. Okay. So if you're if you're shooting something like my like the 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 the, the nail in the coffin for me was when I was shooting my friend Michelle eating fire. Um, and I was getting really great low light response from the camera. Yeah. Um, but when I would meter for the fire, which is a bright spot in the center of the frame, there was this horrendous, awful flary ghost, like up and to the left, you know, like, like it was really awful. And, and I experimented some more by shooting. Like I did some shots of like, um, you know, like some street lights, and the I tried a shot of the moon, and it was yeah. awful. It was just this, it, it, and even though it, it, that only happens when you're shooting in that kind of thing, it just kind of it just t- totally turned me off to the whole lens. <laughs> so I stopped I stopped doing that. Um, the 1.4 is better. I think it's still flare e, but yeah. nowhere near as like as as like heinously flary as that other one
0: they also make a 50 millimeter built just for cropped cameras don't they
1: they don't they make a 35 which acts like a 50
0: are you sure okay
1: i'm pretty sure um i actually have that i have the 35 it came out about okay. two years ago it was only 200 bucks and dude i fucking love that thing it's sharp i stick it on my d3 of my full frame camera and the vignetting is so subtle that it almost looks like the same kind of vignetting that I would do in Lightroom or in Post anyway. And the thing is little, it's light, it's plastic. Um it, you know, it's a G lens, so it doesn't have an aperture ring. Um and I I, I really love it. It's a cute little lens. So I I mean I would definitely uh um recommend I mean, and and you know, since I do have a DX camera, I still have, I have my D ninety. Um it works on that just fine.
0: Right. You know, it's it's and it's fast. Money. It's a one
1: eight. You know, it's it's
0: a ha. one eight fast.
1: Was, ha. Whatever. It's it's. I mean, I have a thirty five <laughs> f two, and I have a. And my dad has the old thirty five two eight. So it's you know it's at least a stop faster than those.
0: Yeah. No. I'm just. Oh, there, there's a there's a Nikon fifty millimeter one point four G. Yep. AFS. Yep. AFS is the cropped, isn't it?
1: No, AFS is the autofocus system. Oh. Dx is their. Sign- uh signifier their uh their notation Nikon speak for cropped so anything oh, okay. with DX in it means it's okay. uh, it's gotcha. cropped yeah this weekend i had the uh the uh pleasure of going on a ride on a fishing boat a 50 foot uh fishing yacht and uh the owner uh had a little Nikon camera bag from a couple of years ago he had a, a D200 rig, so all of the stuff in there was of that vintage. And he had three lenses. That, there's a 10 to 24 zoom. Yeah. Um. But it was a DX, and I put it on my D3, and there was a giant freaking dot. It was like the vignetting was horrendous. Well, um, so, so it I'm should like, be, right? Yeah. I mean, for 10 millimeters, that makes sense. Uh. And then he had... Like uh maybe it was a twenty four to one hundred five or something like that. Okay. Which was also a DX and same thing. Um, but he had the he had the seventy to three hundred, which is not DX, and that was a surprisingly cool lens. Um, and it was small, like it was the same size as my eighty to two hundred. It wasn't a two A, and it was like you know, I think it was like a an f four to five six kind of deal. So it's only you know good if you're using strobes or in the day in the you know in the bright sunlight. Yeah,
0: Canon makes a uh a similar weird sort of long zoom. It's uh where is it? They make like a it's a 70 to 300 4.5 to 5.6.
1: That that's like exactly the same thing.
0: IS. Yeah, it's like a $1500 lens.
1: This one I think is like 1200.
0: Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Uh Yeah, those are nice. That,
1: in fact, I think they just reissued it. I think they made a 2 recently. Yeah, Nik- I don't know. Nikon's latest lens releases, they're all weird zooms, like really yeah. long. They made like a 24 to 200, I think, which is kind of crazy.
0: I, the problem is all those stupid long blogs, just or long blocks, long lenses, <laughs> long zooms like that you yeah. know, wide thing. I mean, they're all so slow that it's kind of stupid, you know? Well, it's stupid for people who care about depth of field.
1: <laughs> and you yes. and I both know that there are some people who don't even know what the fucked up the field is well i don't
0: care about it 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 also matters for from the, for the sake of you know uh it matters for image quality too i mean you get up to these 24 megapixel 3d x or whatever the hell or 3g what the hell is the thing called what d3x thing? oh
1: the d3x and it's 24 megapixel sensor yeah
0: and it's like yeah and you have to put these crappy ass zooms in front of it and it's like even if they're high-end professional zooms, they do not look like primes. I'm sorry.
1: No, it's true, man. It's funny uh uh Kent, the other photographer I work with, um you know, this week is fashion week and he needed another body for something and he rented yeah. a D3X. One of the uh one of the ongoing gigs that I have with him is photographing uh the windows at Macy's. Sure. Um, which he then painstakingly crops, you know, not, not crops, but composites together. So his, his process on that, um, is basically, you know, as, as you would expect, because it's, it's, it's a varying, there's tons of degrees of, of of lights. You know, you have the external exposure of the actual side of the building, and then you have the internal exposure of the actual stuff inside the window. And then there's some stuff that some of the lighting is really harsh. Um so you have ridiculous highlights to worry about, and then there's some shadows, so he
0: basically does this whole thing like a quasi h d r
1: exactly. he basically sets up a nice heavy tripod, does a seven or nine frame bracket um and then what's worse is sometimes they put fucking nylon or whatever the you know the sticker sticker type letter type you know stickers on the windows yeah, so it's like he has to photograph that shit too, so he has to strobe yeah. that because it's not gonna look right so so you know he has to take the strobed type, you know, composite that on top in in place on top of the natural lit, you know. It's 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 a ton of work. I don't I don't know how he does it. Anyway, um he was thinking how the stuff would look nicer if he used the bigger sensor. So this right. last time around we did the uh we used the D3X and he said it was good. I mean, the stuff looked better for sure, but um the files were a lot bigger and the thing that really struck me was that the D3X is fucking slow, man. I mean, it takes a lot of time to write those files.
0: Yeah, they're big. Yeah,
1: because like before, when we would do with his D three or his D 3s S, you know, the bracket would be like chick 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 chick, chick, you know, like that. And then the new, you know, with the D three X, it's like chick 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 chick. Yeah, chick. You know, like took the buffer slower. Yeah, yeah, a long time.
0: Well, it also matters. Yeah, you start worrying about the size of the card. And it's funny because like if he's doing these crazy, I mean, is he merging like sort of panorama panorama style, or is he just
1: he? He's getting them all in one frame. He shoots him with a 24. basically. Okay. I was basically just wondering st-
0: if, if, you know, at a certain point, it's kind of like, okay, well, yeah, you have the bigger files, but you're also, you know, having to deal with the bigger files in post. Which, yeah. if you don't really need that much bigger, who are the, are these for the stores?
1: It's it's a toss-up. Some of it's for, I think everything ultimately goes to Macy's for their archives, but they also, I think, try to profit from them a little bit by reselling the work to the the brand you know, to the name that's in the window, you know, like whoever's,
0: whosever window it is. Yeah. yeah, You know,
1: like if it's Lacoste or Tommy Hilfiger or, you know, whatever's Calvin Klein.
0: So weird. It's a whole other world.
1: Yeah, dude. It's insane.
0: It's funny. You know, um, uh, last night, speaking of lenses, I used the 85 one, two, but stopped down to F 16 to take that crazy picture of myself in the, uh, in the tank fish tank. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough, though. Taking self-portraits with a full-frame sensor, or bigger even, uh, is a real pain in the ass. Because getting the focus right is almost impossible. Yeah, I gave so up you can't on that look shit, up, dude. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's, it's really tough.
1: The only way that you could do it is if you um, have a, an external display. Yes. And you, you get the external display either really big, so that you can see it from far away... Or as close to you as possible while still being out of frame. That's what I wound up doing. Um, You know, I I, I don't know. We talked about those little LCD TVs that Just move forward and back
0: just enough until you see yourself in focus. Yeah. Then use a remote. Yeah. Yeah. Although
1: your timer trick was cute. I like that idea.
0: Yeah, it works. You just have it keep shooting. And I just, you know what it is? I I focus to where I thought my head would be. Fair enough. I mean, you know what they do in Hollywood is they use tape measures and shit. Yeah, which is what I would have done. But the, well, yeah, but then their their lenses also focus much more slowly. Like, the rings move much more slowly. Right. And they're actually calibrated to the distances correctly. Where, like, on most of these, you know, what's it called, lenses, it's you twist it, like, one-eighth of a turn and you've gone from 10 feet to 50 feet. Yeah. that That's, you know. that's insane. It's stupid. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. The point is, is mm. that, you know, like last night I was sitting around and uh, I felt antsy. And so I spent an hour and a half taking my own picture in a fish tank upside down <laughs> underwater. I think it, uh, it was a good exercise. Yeah, but it's also, de- it's definitely one of those like, okay, well, you know what? I spent my time wisely, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah, you, l- you learned a lesson, dude.
0: I, I have mean, something you can to check show for an evening of sitting around and not just knowing what the next episode of Warehouse 13 is all about.
1: Yeah, we watched. Um, I watched the season premiere of The Venture Brothers.
0: Wait, but have you seen the end of the season of Warehouse 13?
1: No, I'm behind. Don't okay, tell you, me. Can you and catch up, please? We, we we just fucking admitted to watching that stupid show in public now.
0: You, you, you're hey, I think you're the one who made me start watching it.
1: I, I cannot confirm or deny this.
0: It's all right because I think HG Wells is hot. Oh my. This is totally. This has
1: totally come undone. This podcast. (laughs) We started off all serious, then we got back to normal. Well, you were all bitching about being serious. No, I wasn't bitching. I was just commenting.
0: I was just saying, "Wow, this this was serious." I, you know, I think it's there. But you know what? Here's the thing: you have to enjoy life while you have it, right?
1: Well, yeah, man. Totally. I mean, that's the point. I mean, if you want to get, if you want to talk like that, my. My my summarization is basically uh, do what you can to make yourself happy first. Right. And uh, once you've got that sorted out, try to make other people happy. You know, and if that means helping them with their problems or... or what if making yourself happy cool makes
0: other people miserable?
1: Um, Making yourself happy makes other people miserable. Well that depends on what we're talking about i mean the the extreme is obviously like rapists and killers sure um but there's there's definitely a uh, you know much much finer grade of of you know of categorization there so um i mean hell you could probably say that about anybody i'm sure st- somewhere out there there's someone that's pissed off that we that i'm i'm doing what i'm doing right now that's jealous or something like that i'm pissed off yeah exactly
0: Look i'm very it's- angry are you? Yes. Huh. Because I kind of like
1: you when you're angry. <laughs> You'd think. You don't look angry. That sounds Maybe like that's... a tic
0: tac. What's that? I just heard a shaking. Sounded like a tic tac. Oh, I I bumped my desk. Oh, a tic tac. Yeah, sounds like t- like a like a shik chick chick.
1: Really? A thing of tic tacs. Yeah. Huh. I haven't had a tic tac in years.
0: Makes me think of that scene in. What's the movie with the girl? Juno? Juno. Oh, right. Where with Michael Cera is uh, eating Saren tic-tacs. The
1: orange-flavored tic-tacs. Those are you good. See the, you didn't see Scott? Oh, you did see Scott Pilgrim. I did not. Heather Oh, it. man.
0: I like that. It was fun. Uh, I will see it uh, when it comes out on some sort of thing that doesn't cost me $12 and, you know, bed bug-ridden theater. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I
1: guess, I don't know. What do you think? Is that it? Are we good?
0: Yeah, I think we're good. Uh, if anybody is interested, I am giving a talk on Monday, next Monday, the 20th at Soho Photo, all about my Drabble series and behind the scenes and before and afters and outtakes and whatnot. Uh, so if anybody's interested at 7 PM, Soho Photo, uh, uh, 15 White Street in New York. And, uh, that's about it, I think.
1: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll think I'll be there. All right. Um, so you can see what we look like in person. Although I I'm can... pretty sure everybody who listens to this knows what we look like.
0: Yeah, they probably know us personally. Yeah. There's a big picture view up on the wall. Even if they go some other time. That's true. You look really you scary see... in that picture too. Well, you 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 asked me to do that. Uh huh. I, I was just I was just they all say. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. You still use um, that as your picture, don't you?
1: Yeah, you know. The problem
0: is, I don't... You want a happier picture? What, huh? You want a happier picture?
1: Are you you volunteering? Are you offering to take take a a happier happier picture picture of me? Sure. All right. We can work on that. I'm just not a terribly large fan of photographs of myself. Um, And, you know, that's one of the better ones out there. And I just assume, use it. It's a cool picture, man. People love that picture. I love that picture. It's a great shot.
0: Oh, yeah, it really good isn't
1: representative anymore. I mean, now that I've shaved.
0: Yeah, um, you you've definitely cleaned out shot gone down from there. It,
1: well, this summer was fucking brutal, dude.
0: You were pretty hardcore in that picture. You I you were, you were doing the full king tut in that picture. Full tut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next time. Indeed. Talk um, to you later.
1: Yes, and listeners, I I don't know what even why I keep doing this. But feel free to to send us emails or comment on the blog with any ideas or suggestions you may have.
0: Yeah, let's do something fun next week because this one's too serious.
1: Yeah, whatever, it's fine. We will. And again, Paul, apologies for the break. We, we've both been busy. Bill with his his gallery thing, and I've had some stuff going on too. So I think we'll be back on on our normal schedule.
0: Indeed. We Yay! Will. All right, catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.